Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode. Today I'm joined by a lady from Norway, a lady by the name of Lena Nilsson. Lena, a very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for the amazing opportunity to be part of the podcast today. Can you um, help us a little bit with the, the headline for today? Yes, yeah, just for the benefit of the listeners here and the early part of this, uh, what you now know me uh, refer to consistently as the dance, Lena very kindly approached me and said, well, actually, Paul, rather than you asking the, the questions, how about I ask you the questions? So, you know, whenever I get asked that, which is not very often, to be fair, but when I do, I'm immensely flattered and honoured to, um, you know, to take up that responsibility and we spoke a little bit off air, uh, did Lena and I, around, okay, so what are we actually going to talk about to, you know, to, to set the scene, if you will? And what we decided was we're going to be talk about uniting bad and mad to become the change. Now, that might sound a bit sort of uh, hmm, bad and mad. Well, that sounds a bit dark and maybe it is, but it reflects my life story. So it's kind of handing over to you now, Lena, to uh, to lead me on the dance floor, so to speak. And leading on the dance floor is both being and doing, which is part of the acronym behind the bad. And for me, being part of speaking from our hearts is just as much listening from my heart as speaking from my heart. And that's why I was inspired to ask you, who are always holding the space for all of us to share and speak from our heart, that today I wanted to give you that opportunity um, and thereby to step into one of my very rewarding positions, I would say, the listening from my heart. So I'm really curious about and intrigued also about all of the thoughts and dialogue you have around being and doing and what that means to you. It's a great starter question. Being and doing, what does it mean to me? What does it mean to me to be bad? Okay. Let's let's turn the clock back, Lena, many, many years to my well to my childhood, where I was consistently labelled bad. Um, by almost everybody, uh, people within my family, people outside my family, my so-called friends, you know, because I was I was certainly different, and that was influenced by my upbringing, you know, the fact that uh, I had a very um, yeah a very dark and desperate upbringing, and um, I was certainly different, but I was in survival mode, and there were very 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 few people that actually took the time and trouble to scratch below the surface and find out 
you know, why I was acting a certain way and why I was being a certain way. And, you know, nobody really did. Very, very few people really did. But there was a lot of judgment and a lot of labels thrown around. Um, oh, you're this, you're that, you're the other. You're miserable, you're antisocial, you're trouble. Um, you're a big problem, you're a big issue. All this kind of, you know, debilitating, horrible labels. And, uh, and of course, as a child... I didn't have the awareness to know uh, or, or, you know, to, to even understand. I just I just accepted those labels because, you know, mainly they come from people in authority or people that was older than me. And certainly the, you know, part of the early, um, earlier part of my childhood, you know, was, was around that, you know, adults are always right, kids are always wrong, uh, which I now know in latter years to be the biggest load of... Um, nonsense imaginable but obviously as I say in those formative years I just embraced these labels because they were certainly very consistent and they were consistent from from a very wide range of sources um, so that that was my early formative years of of what I understand what to be bad you, yeah and then one of the questions then could be what did you do I think that has to have a huge impact on how you would feel, how you would be. But then a good question could be, what did you do? Um, I don't know if I did anything, Lena, consciously, other than I was too busy surviving. I suppose reflecting, if we're told, you know, if we're told something enough times, we actually believe it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, you know, you call me mad, uh, you, you know, you call me bad and, you know, you call me this, you call me, okay. Um, there's an old cliche, isn't there? If you stay in the barbers long enough, you'll end up having your hair caught. Well, I certainly lived in the metaphoric, even metaphoric barbers most of my life. And that's probably why I've got no hair because <laughs> my hair was always short because, you know, of that, that metaphor, if that all makes sense. I know another metaphor, and that is when the brain is really sharp, it cuts off the hair. <laughs> mm. I like that one better. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there was all these early influences, um, Lena, that, as I say, I was, you know, was I bad? Um, I was certainly in a being and doing, because even in those very, very early years, my I created this, this system, I called it my black and white years, my formative years, where at a very early age, I became addicted. I developed a psychological uh, dependency around alcohol and um, I developed an addictive all or nothing mindset and personality that I would win at all costs, no matter what, or I would basically sabotage and throw everything away. But I had the control on that because if I threw things away, it's because I threw them away. So this whole insecurity and vulnerability was fueled by my need to control because obviously the abuse and the violence that I experienced at the hands of my stepfather, I had no control. I was for many years the victim until I, you know, until I refused to wear that uh, particular bad label anymore. And tell me a little more about that when you refu refuse to wear that bad label. My earliest recollection of that turning point was 
um, on the 23rd of March 1974 at the age of 13 and a half when I attempted suicide because I just couldn't cope anymore. That was on the back of I developed a belief system around my, my football club and they lost in the space of 48 hours. They'd lost two games back to back, ironically, to teams that play in black and white. Hence, you know, the reinforcement of this whole belief system I created around this polarised way of being in life. Life is either black or white. There's no grey in the middle. And everything that is black is dark and evil. And so when they lost to these teams that play in black and white, uh, Newcastle United and Fulham respectively, on the Thursday and on the Saturday, kind of the whole belief system that I'd created. And I needed to create what I call a mental model to survive because I had nothing else to, you know, I didn't have the security, the love, the warmth that, you know, that kids normally have at that age or the family unit or any of that. My world was just total, total chaos and brutal raw survival. And so what happened on that fateful day, I, I ran away from home and there's some nearby caves um, where all the coal lorries used to go through. I come from an old mining uh, town. And uh, I went there in an isolated spot to do the, uh, the dirty deed. And it was five past seven in the evening. And something very profound happened in that moment, Lena. Uh, and this has not actually been publicised too much. Um, but as I sat there with the razor blade over my left wrist, ready to uh, one swipe and end it all, I felt a push from behind me. And it pushed me forward onto the floor and I just broke down and cried and cried and cried. And that release of energy is something at the age of 13 and a half that hadn't happened for quite quite a number of years, uh, probably since I was what, eight and a half. Yeah, for about, um, about five years, four and a half, five years. And when I got up and went to look for the blade, the, the razor blade, it was nowhere to be found. Uh, it was a really, really strange spiritual and surreal experience. What that gave me, what I now know, um, that, that there's the approach that's uh, known as fight, flight or freeze. What I gathered that day and in that moment, Lena, was never again would I fly. From now on, I fight for the rest of my life. I fight for the underdog. I fight for people that can't fight for themselves. That's my calling. That's my, you know, I've been able to articulate it later in life. Even the, the you know, <laughs> I got sort of held to task in many, many years later by using that term, I'm fighting for the underdog. And, well, that's very patronizing, Paul. Who do you think you are? Well, never mind the words, the fact, the substance of the doing, if you will. Sorry that the words offend you, but you know what? I'm trying to help people here. So maybe I've not dressed it up quite as nice and as pretty as some people that have got nothing better to do than attach fancy words, but don't actually take any action. But they've got the right words. I actually do it the other way around. The substance is what matters. And that became the focal point, really, Lena, for, you know, the change um, that, that started uh, thereafter. Yeah, you have me very quiet. <laughs> I'm listening and feeling the profound impact of all that led to those moments and and also to the to the push from behind and 
it almost feels like the being and the doing is also united in that because you're both being and doing, but you end up doing something different than what you thought you would be doing in that mm. very profound moment. Mm. And that being and doing, that um, that way of life as, you know, my awareness around what does that actually mean, um, that awareness has increased as the, you know, as the years have gone by. Um, and it's certainly a very different insight um, or, or way of being and doing that I have these days, you know, from what I did in those early, very confusing, um, very confusing years. Yeah, I really like the calling as well, that it's not necessarily what we call it, but it's what we do. And then it's also, how does it make us feel what we do? Mm. So the connection between the two, that, that they are, connected and it's said that some people have a tendency to act first so they would do then be and then do and others have a tendency to be do and be but as they are connected we we feel the impact sometimes we think or feel our way to something and sometimes we act our way that that they're connected what are some of the things that you are doing and or being <laughs> right now that are yeah impacted by the experiences that you have in a and that are pointing to the future in a very positive way because of what you bring with you the in its most simplistic form the being for me is enveloped in one of the one of many profound influences certainly more latterly has been um, Wayne Dyer's Dr. Wayne Dyer's work and you know interesting what you said about um, you know at the top of the conversation at the top of the dance lane about you know creating that space for for me um, I totally embrace that because and and that you know that power of that silence if you will that listening because you know as Dyer is, is famously said you know those that know do not speak it's about that inner calmness that inner peace that inner knowing of this is my world and you know the words really are just well they're just words on top and, and I massively resonate with that and I think that's over the years my focus of being focused on others has has given me that it's given me that sort of you know I wasn't able to understand what was was going off that's only happened in latter years as I say as my awareness has increased but you know when we question or research or and research is certainly not the right word but when we when we go into this journey of discovery around you know those two big questions or two of the biggest questions we can ever ask ourselves who am I and what's my purpose you know, I've certainly come out the other side on, on both. Um, and certainly in case of the latter, if I can be allowed to use that perceived patronizing old term of it hasn't changed from, from that day. I'm here to, you know, not to fight for the underdog, but to to create that space for people that need that help, that need that support. And, and that's, you know, for decades now, um, has has been my focus, has been my vocation. Um, there's been many, many, many times, Lena, where I've 
I wanted to get off the bus. I have got off the bus. I'm fed up with this. I don't want to do this. People are taking advantage. Why is it always me that's doing all the giving? People are abusing it, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, what I latterly understood then, or come to understand was, well, actually, Paul, one, that's what you're attracting, but it is actually about you. So the whole process of giving, if you like, actually massively contributed towards my own healing massively yeah i think that's the beauty <laughs> that that often we also give what we need the most and also we get so much out of giving that it's it's so rewarding i think it was covey wasn't it dr stephen covey said you know the best way to learn is to teach and that's certainly uh, something that i'd uh, I mean, you know, Stephen Covey yet again was a massive influence in my journey. Massive. So we can extend it. The best way to learn is to teach or to listen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the, the listening. I think listening is very, very underestimated, misunderstood. You know, just to have that presence and that silence um, of being there with somebody without interrupting, without sort of offering solutions and just literally being there and being attentive of that, you know, at that deep level is, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's profound beyond words. I'd like to offer a little bit of a space here for that because one of the things that we do now, listen to each other, but listening to ourselves is equally important. And maybe that comes even at a later step. So if it's okay with you, just to really listen to all that you have shared and have a moment to take it in, and then also have a moment to listen to ourselves, each of us, just for a moment. Let's give it about a minute or so. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, that, I mean, that's fine with me. Um, I suppose listeners will find their own level of, of comfort within yeah. that, Lena, because I think yes. it's fair to say that not every listener is totally comfortable with silence. No, it's okay. We'll, we'll give a little bit of space, and then anyone who wants more space can open that up afterwards as well. Give a little space. For me, this also illustrates the dance between the being and the doing. Sometimes it's hard to just be because we want to do. Feeling the silence is maybe wonderful or maybe something that wants to end and, and wants to bring us into the next action. So one of the questions for you, Paul, is that what is... What's, what are some of the next steps for you? What, from this moment going forward in time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The most sacred, intimate relationship I share is with Source. And yes, I set intentions, but they're only intentions. Because for me um, to dictate, expect 
the way forward or what's going to happen in the future would be to use a well-known term that I've used on many podcasts before, a bit like the tail wagging the dog. As part of my surrendering and acceptance of what's happening in this physical form, the doing part is actually none of my business. Yes, I can set an intention based on the guidance, based on the the space I find myself in, consistently in. And as an instrument, I, through meditation and, and, and listening to, to source and looking for signs, having that awareness to, to read and hear the signs that, yeah, you're actually on the right path for this. Or when something's not working, it's like, hmm, maybe, just maybe your ego got a bit strong there and it was a bit more, you know, it was a bit more around the doing rather than the being. And so there's that whole balance to be had between the two because, you know, as you've already alluded to, Lena, you know, one without the other is like yin without yang. It's, you know, it is that balance. Part of the role that I, as an instrument, play within that is to listen to be still, to be present, and progress down a path to, to, you know, to contribute, to make a difference, which actually quite nicely brings in the mad element that we alluded to at the top of the conversation, the top of the dance one, we called it uniting bad and mad, the making a difference. Because I think in a human form, when we leave this, this uh, in the human form, not in the conscious form, but in the human form, after what used to be known as three score ten, 70 years, that seems quite <laughs> quite old hat now. Um, but knowing that when we have, we've made a difference. I think yet again, it was Dr. Covey's ninth habit when he said, leave the world a better place than it was when you got here. And I think that's it. You know, we come in, we come in in a in a physical shell called a body. We're given a mind that goes with that. And okay, guys, contribute and leave the world a better place. Yes, and I think that was what I wanted to honor that you have been doing two hundred podcasts, <laughs> and you are making such a big difference in doing that and being you and saying thank you for that and for everything that's to come (laughs) was an amazing opportunity and i think what just happened now was that speaking about reading and hearing the signs which is where you are now that also ties together the starting point of all of the labels that were put on you when you started your journey in life. Mm. Yeah. It's it's interesting that, you know, I just, I kind of smile. You know, people say, well, how does it make you feel, Paul, if somebody, you know, gives you a label nowadays? And it's like, I just give it to them back. 
I just give them the label back because it's not my label. You know, by definition, if somebody gives you something, it's theirs and they are giving it you. And if they give a label or offer me a label, I, d I, d I don't take it. Um, you know, even if it's a good label or, or a perceived good label or a bad one or whatever, it's like, I don't need the label. You know, no, for because... me, my guidance is source. That is where my everything about my whole being comes into play. That is it. So that's the sign, a sign, signage instead of a label. I think that's a mm. that's a beautiful connection. Yeah, yeah, that's that subtle difference, but yeah, that that, yeah. Uh, that yeah. is the difference. Yeah. So, if anyone would like to reach out to you, where? What are the best ways? Um, through my website, predominantly, which is paul hyphen low with an e dot com this seems really strange answering this one lena but bring in mind <laughs> that uh, yeah um, all my show notes and you know 200 sort of episodes plus um of show notes um uh, but yeah it's paul hyphen low dot com um that there's there's stuff out there on social media my, my facebook and, and, and all that the the usual kind of stuff but that's the main one or my email paul at paul-low.com and that's speaking from our hearts uh well speaking from our hearts is the charitable arm that um that's that's involved that um i formed and that i'm involved with and obviously um you know, very proud to say, Lena, that you know, as one of our ambassadors, you you, you know, you've got you've got a um, you play a key part in that, um, as you know, as the ambassadors and the patrons and the directors do. You know, that's an organisation that, as you know, is in its infancy; it's less than a year old, but it's it's starting a bit like a baby to find its feet now, and it's starting to. I don't think it's ready for running a marathon or a sprint yet. But it's certainly, um, yeah, it's standing on two feet and beginning to, it stumbles now and again, like a newborn or a young child does. Um, but it's certainly finding its feet and starting to, uh, yeah, to make progress. So that, yeah, as I say, that's the, um, that's the charitable arm, which is speakingfromourhearts.org. So for me, I think for now, it's only left to say thank you so much for, speaking from your heart and allowing me to listen and that's an opportunity lena that is monumental because what that does for me personally it's part of the re the re-age energizing process and yes I think it's so easy to say that 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 you know that'll come from source and it will but I think wherever we can put a you know a bit more fuel in the uh, in the tank so to speak then you know that's that's for the betterment of others it actually all becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy so you know I, I sincerely acknowledge the the part you've played in that um lena and and for leading me onto the dance floor when you know stereotypically it's me that does the leading and it's been very refreshing and insightful to actually you know, be the other side of the fence, so to speak. So, yeah, a very, very enjoyable experience. Thank you. 
You're very versatile dancer. You do both of them beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Paul. So there we have it, listeners. Um, You know, I don't know, uh, because this is a sort of fairly unique situation, I don't know what I'm supposed to do uh, by way of signing the podcast episode off. Um, Do you know what? It doesn't really matter what I'm supposed to do or what's supposed to I think I'll just close proceedings by saying, as I normally do, whatever you do in life, always walk your path with heart. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.